Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. Today, it's our monthly conversation with Dr. Erhard Vogel. And we've been doing these conversations now probably five or six months. And every month, it seems like we have, we're building on the previous conversation. And our conversations are so expansive and so, um, so open and so freeing after each one. And so I'll just briefly touch on Earhart's background. If you're not familiar, if this is your first time listening to our conversation, just to give you a little um, understanding of who Dr. Earhart Vogel is, and then we'll get into this month's conversation. So Earhart is recognized as one of the foremost meditation and self-realization teachers in the world. He's traveled all over the world, Europe, the Middle East, Afghanistan, India, Nepal, and China, and really researching the way people in different cultures seek fulfillment. And he's taught amongst the Himalayan sages. And after his experience traveling the world, Erhard returned home to address the problems and all the different things that we face in society today. Erhard's teachings are a unique combination of time-tested wisdom and pragmatic method. And he teaches not from books or from other people's ideas, but from his own profound life experience. And I think you'll really, you can really tell that in our conversations that, um, that we have. And his most recent book is called A Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, an Ancient Story for the Modern World. So Erhard, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Sloan. So today I want to talk about resistance. You had a recent, one of your pearls of wisdom. And if you're not familiar, Earhart sends out pearls of wisdom every week. And there was one from back um, April 12th. And it was very simple as they always are. You do not have resistances. You create them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you do not have, and have is in italics. Resistances is capital you create them and create is in italics. So I wanted to talk about resistance today. I know that's something that um, I think everybody can relate to. And it's something that, again, the way you write it is very simple and profound, but there's so much in, in each word that's in the sentence. So that's where I'd like to take us today to start with. Okay, so how about if we start out with what, uh, what we mean resistance in this particular case and the kind of uh, talking and teaching that that we have here, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, it occurs to me that I feel, and I've always felt this, that whatever I am teaching, I'm just uh, bringing out what happens in most of us throughout life. In other yes. words, the ideas and thoughts and so on that I bring up that are hopefully considered helpful and wise happen within us. Uh, we just don't always listen or we listen and then dismiss. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about ideas that would make our life more successful, more enjoyable, more rich and full and textured and luscious and beautiful, right? right. Mm -hmm. The way we experience life within ourselves so it is illuminating and fulfilling and happy and joyous, right? Right. So we, we have ideas in life about that. 
And the ideas are, okay, here is such and such. If I were to become more attentive to what's going on in my thoughts and my minds and so on, I could, I could just much more take charge and, and direct it towards how I would be satisfied. Right? Right. But then we, we get these inspirations. We even make what New Year's determinations and so on, but determinations hopefully throughout the year, not just once a year, um, and then don't carry them out. So things go on the same way. Mm-hmm. And for most people, I think most people would agree that things could be better. Right, right. <laughs> they could be more satisfied. They right. could be more successful or more joyous or what have you. Well, the world around you is not going to get together and say, okay, for Sloan or for Earhart, I'm going to make it go better now. Right. No, it's not. Right. Right. It's up to us to do that. Right? right. And so if we have recognitions through inspirations, that's wonderful. It's a great gift every time. And it's inspirations are very invigorating, enlightening, and so on. Mm-hmm. And they need to be carried out. And that's where the ball is usually dropped. Why? The answer is resistance. How could you resist being less suffering and more joyous? How right. could you resist being more successful? How could you resist being more loved and loving more? Right? Well, because of what you learned way back and carried on throughout life. Mm-hmm. In very early in life, we're taught certain things about ourselves that are usually very limiting. Yes. Here's what I mean. Okay. Ask yourself, did I grow up being told by the world around me that I am wonderful, that I am a creative, joyous person who is free of limitations and who is utterly worthy to be experienced, to be listened to, to be felt throughout life. How many of you were growing up that way? Definitely no not one. me. No. I wasn't. <laughs> No. I was growing up as, let's bomb the hell out of them and see if we can kill them, right? And, but I mean, so that's different, but not very many people were going up to, to think of themselves in even worthy of attentiveness. Right. Ah, so worthy of it. Here is already a key issue. Because if you're not going to be attentive to yourself, you're not going to be experiencing yourself in your life because you're not paying attention to yourself. Right. Well, that is very lonely. That is very empty. Don't people suffer from emptiness and loneliness and so on? Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we touched on that last month in our conversation. Yeah. Well, it's inevitable. It's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. So resistance. Well, because you... You were trained in a certain way. You were conditioned. And conditioning is like, I liken it, our, our internal matrix of our character, our person, who we are, and so on. When we come into this world, is 
is a fair is like imagine a a, a ball of clay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's got a few impressions on that we come into this life with, but uh, most of all, it's sort of smooth and 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 uh, kind of virgin in a way, mm-hmm. and. So whenever we have an experience, it makes an impression, right? That's, that's how it goes right. neurologically. Every experience, be it from the outside or even experiences, how we think and feel and suffer and so on, or joy, it makes an impression. So impressions have the latent energy to repeat the behaviors that made the impression. Does that make sense? In yeah. other words, that's how habits are formed. You yes. do something often enough, it becomes a habit. You do that often enough, it becomes a character. Yes. And especially when you're young and these impressions are happening and you don't even, often as an adult, it feels like these habits or these things that we do, we don't know where they can't come from or we don't know, you know, we don't know. They just happen, right? It's like they take, right. they take you it, this is how it's always felt to me, like the emotion or whatever the, the feeling is will take me and has control of me rather than me having control of myself. Right. And that can go all the way into adulthood and even being 50, 60, 70 years old without the person recognizing this is how it happened. And right. this is what's running my life. Right. Right. So we're enslaved and disempowered by that. Yes. Now, ask yourself, anyone, listener, is, has this happened to me? Mm-hmm. If you come up, come up with some kind of confusing answer, you're not facing the question because mm-hmm. it's obvious that it ha- has happened to you. Right. It's happened to all of us. Right. So now, so those habits in childhood, if they weren't like you are worthy and empowered and limitless and so on, they were false. They were negative because right. fundamentally you are all of those things. You are worthy. You are a great power. Right. Whether you're in touch with it or not, you are that, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the impressions are negative and right. they will uh, inspire more negative behaviors that, yeah, it's because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't be that successful because I'm not, I'm not strong enough. I, I, or I'm too limited. I'm too flawed and so on and so on. Yes. Yes. We, so we all that, have, the excuses. Hmm? we all have the excuses of why we tell ourselves we can't do the things that we want to do. And then we make those excuses come true. Exactly. <laughs> you see, <laughs> I do. I know, I know all about this. <laughs> so the, That's where the next part com- comes in for where I said, we repeat something enough, we make a habit. Mm-hmm. We do a habit long enough, we form a character. We yeah. form a character strong enough, we form our destiny. Yeah. Not destiny sometime in the future, in day-to-day life. Yes, yes, that's I'm who we are. Hard. I can only expect this much of myself. I'm not that creative. I'm not that smart. I'm not that strong. I'm not this and that and that. So yeah. then, you resist inner talk that shows you otherwise. You resist your inspirations that say, wow, you can really do this. Oh, no, I can. But the resistances aren't so obvious that you can, that you can hear them and so on, unless you start to tune into yourself. 
Mm-hmm. They just they just block your attempts to rise above the the limitations that they have created. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think one of the interesting parts of this too is you mentioned a couple of times about experiencing yourself. And I know we've talked about this in other episodes about about experiencing ourselves. And I think even thinking about that, like if the listeners think today, how am I experiencing myself? That's something that's, I think, also not paid attention to that much because it, that if we, if we're, if we're looking outside of ourselves, if we're, if we're not in tune with what's within and what's happening, the emotions, what's feeling, what, what we're feeling, we're not, as we've talked about before, we're, we're out here, right? We're out of the body, right? We're not in the body feeling and, and thinking in the body and experiencing ourselves in this way where we're, where we're outside of ourselves is that out of touch, that aloneness, that emptiness, right? That we're feeling when we're, when we're, um, yes. when we're not experiencing ourselves. So I think for the listeners to even start to understand what experiencing yourself means for you, what does that mean for you? Right. If we, yeah. And understanding that, getting an understanding of that, if you, to me, that has helped me start to see some of these places that I was blind to that I'd been resisting or some of these negative voices that start where they feel so automatic to me that I don't even feel like I don't even notice it's there until the the feeling or the behavior is there. Right. Understanding how you experiencing, how you experience yourself to me was what helped me start to see some of the things that we're talking about here today. So in very short, when you're not aware of yourself, not in the habit of relating to yourself, of course, you don't experience that you're not doing that. Right. That's very much a part of the nature of the of the situation. But the fact that we need to ask a question, how do I experience myself is already a proof that we're not in the experience right. of ourselves. Right. But experience ourselves is so fundamental. I often pose the opposite in order to understand something. Mm, okay. Imagine the ultimate not experience of yourself would be like a being in a coma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine you're in a coma, but you have maybe 95% of you coma and 5% is just there enough to be aware that I'm in a coma. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I'm not aware of anything else that I cannot really participate in life and so on because I'm in a coma. How would you feel about being in a coma? not participating in life, not being able to feel or experience anything. Yeah, to me, it would feel terrible. And I would want to not be in a coma anymore. I would want to be living life. Right. Okay. But when you're not aware of yourself, you're not aware what's going on within yourself. You're not aware of what you're living, what you're experiencing. It's like being in a coma. Yes. And there isn't even the 5% that recognizes that I'm not experiencing myself. Right. I used this example once, two or three sessions, uh, uh, podcasts before about the lady who said to me, oh, I know what you're talking about because on my way to class, I saw myself sitting in front of a red light and I said, how did I get here? Right. <laughs> because yes. 
that mind the awareness was gone while she was driving to come to her class to be conscious. Right. And that's you know? something everybody's done, right? We everybody's had that experience. But so you have degrees of awareness. So you can have enough degree of awareness to drive a car uh, to a certain destination. Right. You could have more of awareness to to be aware of oh these are the things that I see, these are the colors and the textures and so on, or how my body feels sitting in the seat and so on. But there, there is still not awareness that I am right now, that I'm being. And it's not just in the body, it's in the whole consciousness, the awareness of yourself, the feeling right. of yourself, the relating to yourself. Most people don't have a relationship with themselves which means that the mind, feelings, and emotions are doing their work, but not relating it to you. Right. <laughs> They're just doing it to themselves. You know? Right. Right. And so in back to resistance for, for today's topic. So thinking about that and that operating in that comatose state, let's say, because that's, that is how a lot of people operate. Uh-huh. When you're in that state and you have so little awareness of yourself and this, all these disjointed parts, that's how it feels to me that they're very disjointed. They might be working, but they're not working together in any way that's beneficial. We experience life in this way that resistance almost feels like it would be so like living life that way, resistance would feel natural because that's almost all you know how to feel. That's right. That very good. I agree. It's automatic, right? Yeah. It's unthought of. It's not yeah. done by you anymore. But you still, you're doing it. It's your instrument right. for doing it. You're allowing it. So it helps to take responsibility. Yes. Because nobody else is in charge of your life but right. you. Right. You know, not right. circumstances and conditions, not even conditioning. They can be influences, but you can also, I say to myself always, I'm an adult, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've had conditioning, but now as an adult, I can make a choice and I can, right. make, I can make intelligent choices. So right. I have to inform myself. Yes. Right? So, yes. but when I hear this, there, there, I'm sure there are people who say, yeah, I understand. This is what's happening inside of me. I know that, you know, what do I do now? Well, first of all, you have to consider yourself worthy of the attention that it takes to do something about it. Right. And what, right. okay, what do I do? Well, if you don't do, if you don't know, what do you do about something you don't know? You Google it, Google it, <laughs> no, you find out. You start learning, right? You teach yourself, right? And it's, it's like you said, though, nobody's going to come in and tap you on the shoulder and say, today's the day you learn about this, right? Yeah. These are self-driven things because you want to start doing something about the things that we're talking about. You want to do something about these feelings, these, this living in these terrible states, right? That's, and that's why we do the show to give the listeners ideas of places to start of places to go but the bottom line is the action comes from you right so okay so where do you go well 
Do you go to somebody who is in the same state as you are or yeah. somebody who knows more? You right. see, I would suggest somebody who knows, who's walked the walk, who's lived the life uh, would be a better idea. Right. Okay. Because there's also there's nothing worse also than for someone to go to someone who's in the same scenario as them, because that's going to keep you swirling in that misery of wherever you are. Right. Because you're you're in the same boat and neither of you know Very how to good. get out of it or you wouldn't Very be good. in the boat. <laughs> they just soften. They often know more how to talk about it and sound right. convincing about it. But if they're still in the same boat, they, they're not going to help you. They're right. going to only help you rationalize and lie to yourself more about it you know? right and that can be very harmful yes because then you're wasting all that good energy because there has to be something in us that that inspires us to do something about it now yes i am worthy well then go right. for somebody who who treats you and relates to you as worthy and has done so with her or her himself and and helps you to see the ways through your own experience, not theories and talking and stuff, but through your own experience. You can be helped through experiences. Somebody can guide you through experiences to become aware of yourself. Then right. to find the, the volition to find yourself worthy of doing the attentiveness, the work, the getting yourself to focus and getting yourself to live and function, act according to you, not your resistances. Because right. your resistances in their nature resist change. Right. That's what they're all about, is right. to keep the negative conditioning getting stronger and stronger through repetition. Right. That's how that whole system perpetuates, saves itself, keeps itself going, owns you. Yes. You know? And it's, when you've had that going for a long time, that's going to be very strong. Right. And so when you start to right. make changes and shift to another way, you're going to feel the resistance come in again. Right. It's going to come in even stronger. And the right. thing that I found with this, when I've done this work and started to value myself enough to do this work. What I found is that when I kept at it, when I just kept doing it and I just, I came to a decision that I'm not going to live a, whatever the way was anymore. And I just kept choosing. Sometimes it was a thousand times a day, right? But I kept choosing myself. I kept choosing that I was worthy of living differently, living happier, you know, whatever the emotion was, I just kept choosing the way that I wanted to go. I didn't keep getting pulled down in that resistance that was so easy to fall back into. Right. And that, that is fundamental. What you're just talking about is fundamental is that you need to take charge and choose. Okay. Yes. Um, well, how do you choose? Because a lot of people don't even know what to choose. You know, um, one of the rules, I, I have very few rules, but it, this is almost like a theorem is like, take, what the resistance urges you to do. That's easy to notice because it's talking inside of you. Okay, right, right now, I just don't really feel like doing such and such. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then the, I apply the 180 degree rule. <laughs> that is, I'll do what I don't 
the such and such, opposite of the such and such that the resistance wants me to do, I do the opposite with by choice and with repetition till I so strongly establish that, that the resistance is overpowered. It's gone. Yeah. It's worked out. Because yeah. then, then the, the matrix of, of that, that, that clay ball has mm -hmm. that impression of the positive choice now and have right. you repeat the positive, you know. But it also, it requires a lot of understanding of yourself, a lot of mm -hmm. knowledge of yourself. And so to make it easier. And that's where the, the guidance of someone who knows and whom you can trust helps. Right. A lot. I mean, it's like instead of it taking 9,000 years, it could take nine weeks, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And so the choice of someone you can trust is very important because do you know what are the most successful help programs in, in our culture or maybe in humanity is the ones that say to you that they're going to help you overcome the resistances with behaviors of the resistances. Do you understand? They, with they say, they find something good to say about the resistances oh, and let's okay. do that because that's what we feel like doing. Right. And that's, it's just, it's successful in attracting, uh, uh, people to it because that's what the resistances want them to do. Right. So any kind of a fake program has a much higher chance of succeeding in attracting people than a real, a real approach. A real life changing one. And you know, it's funny, I was reading something recently about, and someone made the comment about, and it reminds me of that, these types of programs where people are, are, are like spend their whole life working on self-help right? They're, they're whole, everything, they'll go from one program to the next, to the next, right? Always seeking. But what you're just saying in these types of programs that aren't really real, they're not really the real thing that's going on, right? But the resist, they feel good to go to because it makes you feel like you're doing something, but it's not actually addressing the thing that you hope to address. They actually give you momentary highs. Yeah. You know, we've had these programs, learn how to love over a two weekend retreat. <laughs> People right. flock to them and love them and feel inspired for, for two weeks plus two more weeks. And then the bottom drops out and nothing yeah. has changed. Yeah, it is back to where it was before. Yeah. And so uh, overcome the resistance to making change. Overcome the resistance. Your attachment to your resistances is a dangerous yeah. Your yeah. attachment to your own resistances. So, so it's like people being yeah. attached to their chains and yeah. building them in gold and putting flowers between the links. They decorate their chains by which their freedom is constantly curtailed. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I can. Nice, is it? <laughs> no, and it's so, I'm laughing because it's like the ridiculousness of what we do to ourselves. When we yeah. make, we feel like we have no other choice, but we always have a choice. And I can, I can, I see that I've, you know, in conversations I've had and friends that I talk to what you're talking about, decorating the chains and like really, you know, making it. And I'm like, but in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm watching, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to offer, you know, you know, 
reasonable suggestions for somebody who maybe isn't totally open, but, but watching it's painful to watch somebody. And then I think about, but I do the same thing to myself. So how can, I'm not trying to judge somebody else, but it's, it's easier to see in someone else than ourselves. But we also have that going on within and being able to recognize that, that understanding that attachment and that all of these kinds of feelings are normal, right? Because I, I know when I first started digging into this stuff and valuing myself enough to do this, I felt like there was something wrong when I was, let's say I tried to do a 180 from the resistance, right? I tried to do the opposite and the feelings were so intense and they were so bad. And I remember for the longest time feeling like I was doing something wrong. But what I learned later is that's part of the process and that's okay. Right. So if anybody's experiencing that, I want to make sure they understand that you're going to go through a range of emotions and that's just fine. That means you're doing it right. In fact, the more you address the resistances, the more will they want to enact themselves against their resisting against you doing something about it. That's part of their nature. Right. So and then you're in a society or in a humanity where that is the norm. So we call it normal, but it's inherently, it's not normal to us. It's opposite to us, opposing to us, you know, but it seems normal because everyone else seems to be doing the same thing. And also this, this gets carried on from generation to generation. So we see it in our parents, we see it in our grandparents, right? So we, we see it everywhere we look. And so that's why it feels normal. But what we're talking about here is how to break these patterns to stop this kind of stuff so that it, it, it isn't normal anymore. And then we don't have to carry these on down the line for the future generations. So what we're talking about right now, I'm sure there's quite a number of listeners who say, yes, I understand this. This is what's happening. I understand this. And then then go on actually suffering because they haven't done anything about it. Right. So it's important to, that's why you raise the topic of resistances and that's so important. It's resistances to that. And so when you start to learn to understand the nature of the resistances, as well as the nature of the being that you are, then you can make an informed choice not to give your life to the resistances anymore, yeah. but give yeah. it to what innately, because there, you can learn to trust there are energies inside all of us that attempt to inspire the positive in us and lead us into the positive, fulfilling way of life. And we right. even have signals within us that tell us, like our senses, our intuition, our feelings, mm-hmm. our emotions. When we're going against ourselves, they always give us signals of hurt. Right. You know, if even our senses, if you put your hand on a, on top of a red hot uh, stove, uh, the hurt will have you pull the hand away. Right. The resistances will say, oh, doesn't that smell good? This charcoal sounds like a barbecue is going on. Well, now it's too late, (laughs) you know, it's right, right. That's how we suffer, you know. So we learn about that there is an inherent goodness, inherent strength, inherent intelligence, positivity in us. And we learn to 
trust in that and resort to that. But if we never resort to it, we will never trust in it either. Right. And it's like you said about having to experience it. I mean, that is, that's, that's, that's what you, that's what you do with what you learn, right? You, I think what you were talking about with other programs too, a lot seem to push people towards, um, like there's only one way to implement it, or there's only one way to, you know, whatever it is for somebody that they might be learning. But what I found is that, like you've mentioned so many times, and we, I've even um, said this on the show when we've been talking, I experience it in my body. I understand what that means. They're, they're not just words out there. I actually experience it. And when, when the listeners can do that, when you, when you have an experience of, re, of usually resisting something, let's say, and using your example of, okay, today I want to try something different. Instead of resisting that, I'm going to do a 180. I'm going to go forward and try doing the thing that I want to do or that I didn't want to do. I'm going to try it in a different way. I'm going to bring a good attitude, you know, whatever that might be. When you start to, when you, you can talk about it all you want and you can theorize it and you can talk with your friends, but until you actually do it, then you start to see one, it's not so bad. It's not, I didn't die from it. Right. I had a different experience. Maybe it was a little uncomfortable at first, but now I can understand what that feels like. So when I do it again, I know what that means. And I don't try to run from it or get away from it. I understand that that's part of the process I'm going through. So the experience part is, is so big in any sort of change, anything you, you want to do within yourself, being able to experience that and understand, cause I might feel it in my stomach, but somebody else might feel it in their shoulders or their head or whatever. And they're all right. It doesn't matter. There's no, there's no way it has to be felt. It's, it's understanding but, uh, what it is for you. Sloan, I, I put it to you that you get the evidence much more strongly than you speak about as, well, okay, that feels all right and so on. No, the evidence often is great release and relief yeah. and, uh, and a, a stimulation of, of, of energy and of empowerment and of joy, you know, and and that doesn't have to take, yeah, it deserves, if you had to spend years getting there, it would be worth it. But, but you can have it, you can feel that with the proper guidance, you can experience that very quickly, very soon. And I'm not saying total, but beginning of it, enough to let you know, I can make this work. I right. can make myself be empowered. I can make myself be paying attention to myself, how good that feels. In right. one day, I can feel how good it feels to pay attention to myself, to be with myself and so on. And then if I have, have experiences, guided experiences by which I can go deeper and fuller and clearer and easier, it's very, very encouraging. And that is the easy way of overcoming the resistances instead of making a life struggle out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the identity of the person, right? You don't always have to be the person who resists everything, right? We can, we have control and we have the ability to change. And right. so let's go back to what we've talked about today. I, I want to recap a couple of things. So our topic today was resistance. And we, we've talked again, several weeks or months in a row now on, on different topics. And 
I think the question then comes back, we'll put to the listeners is, so with this information, what, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to take from this and what are you going to do? So maybe it might be helpful if we could sum up a few things from our conversation today that somebody could take away from this and actually start implementing today in their own life. Yeah. Okay. One simple thing is if, if you want to find information of something that's not as obvious as, you know, this tree is green, um, something more, more uh, subtle and complex as we all are inside, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, do you go to somebody who knows or not? Like, okay, if you wanted to become a brain surgeon, would you think just that inspiration is enough? I'm going to start operating on brains. Or <laughs> would you do better and go to a plumber? Or <laughs> would you go to a well-reputed brain surgeon who is willing to teach you from the fundamentals on how to make it happen successfully? Right, right. right? So then how do you find somebody like that? Because we, as I said earlier, we can be fooled by somebody who appeals to your resistances and seduces right. you that way. I, I think the best indicator lies within you, which is right. when you hear someone talk about these things and this person speaks about things where you can say, yes, I know that to be true. I feel that right now. I can experience that right now then you have somebody whom you can trust in as your guide. Right. And you know, right. I've often referred to with our programs, I've, I've said in, in the beginning of our talks, don't believe anything that I say. I say right. that to my students always, don't believe anything that I say. You need to know. Belief is lazy. You can be misled with mis misbelief, mm -hmm. you know, with belief. But you need to know. How do you know? Experiencing it. Therefore, open yourself to the experience in the moment. As we're talking right now, you can experience what, what we're talking about. And that through that say, yeah, that is true. What she is saying is true. What he is saying is true. Mm -hmm. Then you know that you f can find true guidance, not false guidance. Right. Right. And that indicator is within. and. And then you have said a key word before, then you need to take action. We can yeah. talk all we want. It's not in the words, it's in the action. Yeah. And that's what I always tell my students too. Like, yeah. I do a lot of talking, but there's a lot of action behind that and in that, which is to have you join in the experience of it, you know, and then right. you, you act by placing yourself on the path of relationship with yourself, knowing yourself, being attentive and learning how to accept yourself unconditionally. Accept yourself unconditionally, not second guess yourself all the time, not mistrust yourself as you've been conditioned to. Right. Accept yourself. Well, that's not that doesn't happen by just superficial saying, yeah, now I accept myself. No, you need to get, you need to get into that and you can be helped and guided to the experiences of complete self-acceptance. Then you're yes. aware of yourself, accepting yourself because you know the being that you are. 
and that results in love. Self-acceptance is the fundamental of love. Right. Without acceptance, there's no love. Accepting the being for the being that they are. Right. And I love that call for the listeners to take action, right? There's the, there's the, the, the theorizing, there's the understanding, the concepts, there's the, yes, I, I agree with what the person's saying. And then it's, it's up to the listener to, to then what's next for you. And, and that's something I'd like to challenge everyone listening today is what is next for you? What, what is your action after listening to this? And um, we've had several conversations about this and I hope everyone is, um, you know, loving these as much as we are having them. And I think then the challenge is to ask the listeners, what's your action? What are you going to do now that you have this information? Right, right. Um, we, we may have listeners who have much of the time internally said, yes, 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 I understand this. Right. Yes, I agree with this. Yes, yes, yes. And if you let it go at that, you got nothing. Right. You just got a lot of yeses and a lot of knows by disregarding following up because right. unless you give it to yourself to live it yourself you don't have it right you have nothing. Yeah. right and so, this is you a know, it occurred to me how many people have have written to you emailed you called you or so and said how can i get more information as to what to do <laughs> right none <laughs> right well none. that that would be an action. Right? right, right. It's simple reach out. And I know you've got some programs coming up uh, in the next, this summer. And then I know you've got a lot of this information on your website that's available that people can look at. That's and, right. Yeah. And so, so I'll we, link to all that in the show notes. Yeah. So everybody can get that easily. Right. Good. Good. Yeah. So do take action. Right. It, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you take it action take action with us, either by contacting Sloan or contacting me, or our, our center, uh, whoever. But just make sure that it is a viable source, not one right. that will feed your resistances, which is the popular thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so that's really the call today to everybody listening is to take action and, and maybe even writing in and letting us know what is your action? What are you going to do? What are you going to do today that's different than moving past the yes, yes, I feel what they're saying. I can I get that. And I, I agree. Um, what's your action after that? So we'd love to hear from you. You can email me. You can email Earhart. I'll put our all of our information in the show notes and we'd love to hear from you. I think it would be and great. You know that your resistance resistances opposed to you taking this action right your resistances are going to tell you no that you shouldn't do it but what we're talking right. about is, is is the opposite we want to hear from you and taking this step like this to email us and 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 tell us what you're doing that's that first experience of knowing right that's that that's how you get to feel because yeah. after yeah. you send the email you're going to feel different than than how you yeah. felt before you're going to feel yeah. accomplished you're going to feel like i took the first step and that's what we want you to feel too we want you to experience that so right. please do reach out to us um we'd love to hear from you one thing i often say is whose life is this anyway is right. it yours or your resistances because yeah they are opposed to each other. Yeah. 
So do your resistances oppose you or do you choose to oppose your resistances and give yourself what you really would flourish with, you know? Right, right. And there's so much life to be lived on the other side of the resistances if if you're willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. we're coming up on our time. As usual, our conversations go really fast. Um, We're just getting started. <laughs> I know. It's always, I know. Um, do you have any closing thoughts for the listeners today, Erhard? I know we kind of wrapped up and um, we, we did some calls to action, but is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with today? Yeah, be with yourself. Yeah. You know, like value yourself to look into what we're talking about. Because whether it's, you know, what I said or, or Sloan said or whatever, when you know there's something in you that knows. Right. And when you learn to listen to that and respect that and follow up on it, then you're growing, you're evolving. And you know what happens in nature to organisms that don't grow? Everybody they knows die. the answer mm-hmm. to that. They die. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, okay, the moment I, I follow my resistance, I'm gonna drop dead. No, that the death is slow and daily in tiny little increments. Death by all those little cuts every day that you don't even notice. Yeah. 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 So love, and, and love yourself. Learn yeah. to love yourself. You know? Yeah. Then, I mean, then you'll take care of yourself. And this is taking care of yourself. Yeah. And that's, that is, um, I can speak from experience on that. Um, having gone through what I've been through personally, that um, it's worth it as well. It's worth doing this for yourself and it's worth getting to that other side to experience life in a, in a whole new way. So Erhard, I want to thank you again for joining us as always an amazing conversation on the topic of resistance today. Well, uh, let us continue and see what we can come up with. That's right. right. (laughs) Exactly. Human beings, we are a a limitless resource of entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're entertaining to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My guest this week has been Dr. Erhard Vogel, author of A Dialogue with Death, The Teacher of Life, An Ancient Story for the Modern World. And you've been listening to the Create What You Speak podcast brought to you by webtalkradio.net. You can also hear the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcasting platform. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Create What You Speak podcast, where we will continue to free our minds, expand our consciousness, and untangle those thoughts and patterns that keep us from living the life we desire. Check out my website, sloanfremont.com, to learn more.